Monster Hunter is gonna get a film adaptation, Lethal Weapon gets a new season, and Sean William Scott is gonna star, and we're gonna let you know how to stop spam calls on your cell phone, which might be the most useful piece of info in 2018. This is the Rate Apart Podcast, and you're listening to the Movie News Entertainment Wrap-Up. What is up, all you beautiful bastards, you fucking nerds? This is Kevin Parr, a.k.a. Reddit Parr, and let's just fucking go for it today. Big news, guys. If you are into video games, there's no chance in hell you haven't heard of Monster Hunter. It is one of the smash hits of 2018. Capcom, it's their biggest, highest-selling franchise of all time, officially of this year. Um, it's been a, it's a, well, let's start from the beginning. Monster Hunter is a game franchise originating from Japan. It originally came out about 14 years ago on PlayStation 2, and it's had a lot of different iterations over the years on different platforms, but you've probably heard about it this year. And basically, the concept of the game has kind of a Pokemon aspect to it in that you play a hunter... You're given a choice of several weapons to choose from in this exotic world where you and other hunters go off into these exotic lands and try to basically hunt and kill crazy monsters. A lot of them look like weird hybrid versions of dinosaurs and just insane battle play. You get to pick from a range of weapons, from short swords, long swords, bows, guns even, um, heavy weapons, light weapons, and the, the goal of the game is to explore the worlds, find these various different types of monsters, kill them essentially, and you're not killing them for food, and you're not killing them for glory, well maybe a little bit of glory, but essentially you're killing them to upgrade your own weapons and armor. Uh, there are components from different monsters that allow you to upgrade your your armor and weapons to say if you want a fire weapon or an ice weapon or a poison weapon, well then you've got to go and find and seek out monsters that have these types in their DNA of sorts. Um, very fucking fun game. I recently just hopped on the Monster Hunter train this year uh, with a few friends of mine and we fucking love this game. It is super addictive. Uh, it's a game that I mean, you can essentially play for uh, forever. I mean, the game seems to kind of just always be expanding, and there's so many different ways to play the game. There's crafting aspects to it. You can just try to get the best armor, which will take a really long time because the monsters seem to never end in this game. But that being said, that is sort of the history of the game itself. And this year, with Capcom's latest edition, it was their highest-selling game to date in the company's history and this was a company that's made street fighter and a lot a lot of very hugely regarded titles in the video game industry and i think the official selling amount for monster hunter this newest edition uh worldwide 7.5 million dollars in sales which is fucking huge um so this being hollywood of course a game that popular could not get by very far without somebody trying to make a film adaptation of it. Um, 
And I feel like this game really does lend itself to film adaptation. It's a very vast world, lots of interesting creatures and monsters that you could put into the film. Uh, the story itself never doesn't really have like a central character. Uh, it doesn't really have, you're not really following, you know, um, like a Kratos or a Link. You are essentially just a random hunter. You make up your own appearance at the start of the game, so the appearance is always kind of different, tailored on, you know, what you want to look like. Um, and it just takes you on this huge adventure. So there's, in that aspect, there is a lot of room to kind of create your own hero within that story, create your own characters set in this world. Um, but the people who want to make this film adaptation is Mila Jovovich and Paul W.S. Anderson. And you know what franchise they're most famous for? Resident Evil. Now, I know that Resident Evil has its fan base. I know there's people out there that it's kind of like it's so bad it's good style with Resident Evil. I did play the old video games and I just felt this film, the whole franchise, was fucking stupid. Really dumb. I mean, it was nothing like the fucking video game except for the fact there was a company called the Umbrella Corporation and it dealt very loosely with some type of zombie hybrid monsters. But these guys want to take over this fucking franchise and make it into film. And I think that is the worst <laughs> decision Capcom could make. Um, this is what... Uh, the director, W.S. Anderson, this is what he first revealed that he was developing the project years ago. Uh, the logline he has for it is, for every monster, there is a hero. Already fucking cheesy. Uh, an ordinary man in a dead-end job discovers that he is actually the descendant of an ancient hero. He must travel to a mystical world to train to become a monster hunter before the mystical mythical creatures from that world destroy ours. So already I'm fucking not liking this direction. <laughs> they, they're doing the ancestry angle to it where some dude in a dead-end job discovers he's got more to live for and like that's been done to fucking death. So I'm not surprised that fucking Anderson came up with this because he's a very boring director and uh, has very boring choices. Um, he went on to talk about how there aren't any like really lead characters in the game story, which I said earlier, which is true. Um, and he has some imagery that he wants to bring to life with the project stating, there are no real central characters. So it's a bit like when we first approached Resident Evil and opposed our own characters and story to the world. Blah. That makes me very sad already. Um, I think that this is a perfect IP for us to do exactly that same thing again. The Monster Hunter world includes these huge deserts that make the Gobi Desert look like a sandbox, and they have ships that sail through the sand, these full-on galleons, but rather than sailing on the ocean waves, they sail through waves of sand. You're fighting these giant creatures, some as big as a city block. They live underneath the earth, and when they burst out, it's like the best of dune. You also have these flying dragons, giant spiders, and most wonderful creatures. So, okay. Already, you can already imagine what the film is going to be. It's going to be fucking transformers, explosions, monsters popping out of the ground just for the visual aspect of it with no real fucking story or just a, a horrible backbone storyline that we've seen and heard 
time and time again. I mean, this is a fucking game <laughs> where you're essentially just thrown into this world and you don't even know why you're hunting these monsters. You're like doing research apparently because these things are dangerous and they could get out into the public. But you, you're not like studying them for research and you're not studying them to find out what makes them tick. You literally seek them out and murder them so that you can build better weapons and armor and you're doing it in the name of research. Um, so like you can, or like just from the description, like this just feels like, you know, something that The Rock would probably be the lead of, but he would never touch this property because it's not in his wheelhouse. But I don't know, to do this right, because there is no real dramatic story to the game itself, it's just a fun exploration game with epic battle scenes that if that's just what you're going to show in the movie, then it's like, what's the point? I'll just watch the, I'll just play the game. So already I'm not liking where this direction is going. Um, the film is being produced by Constantine Films. Uh, and when talking about Anderson developing the film, their CEO said, Paul has proven over and over he does stylish movies. It's one of his big strong points. He can make a movie look good is very much into visuals. So already, again, emphasis on visuals, emphasis on stylish movies, uh, which means you can make explosions look really cool and have no substance to your fucking film. So already I am hugely disappointed in this news. I'm a big fan of Monster Hunter. I think it could do lend itself really well to anime, um, but a US big budget adaptation that's pretty much just going to focus solely on just the monster fights, which is what the game is about, of course. But if you don't have a really fun, cool storyline attached to it, then what's the fucking point? Like, The Rock is somebody who is the only guy right now making big budget action movies work because he knows his audience. He knows the right balance of just giving you straight up action and entertainment, but also having somewhat of a tethered storyline to it. I mean, Jumanji fucking blew me away in how much I actually liked that movie. On paper, it seemed boring and stupid, but that team made it work. And I just feel like the fucking directing and starring power of Resident Evil is not the crew to take on this project. And now we're going to jump over into the world of television because this story is really odd and is based around a property that I really, really like as a film. Haven't watched the TV show yet, but now I might because of this recent news. So, Lethal Weapon, one of the best 80s action movies out there, one of my personal favorite action franchises. Um, it's been on TV now. It's got a TV adaptation on Fox. Uh, it's been running for, I think, two seasons now. Um, it's star Clayne Crawford, who played... I think he's playing the Mel Gibson part. Uh, yeah, of course he is, because he's white. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's playing the Mel Gibson part, Riggs Murtaugh. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've, again, I've never watched the show. I'm not really sure what, he's, what his acting style is like on the show, but the show has gone through a huge casting shift because Clayne Crawford, the basically the... The, the show revolves around a cop pairing two best friends, and Clayne Crawford has been fired from the show. Um, 
this story broke out of like last week that he was let go from the show. The show renewed for a third season, but said that it would replace its co-star with, now get this, Sean William Scott, which in my opinion, that is a great casting for that character of Lethal Weapon. You need someone kind of crazy off the cuff. And although I've seen trailers of Lethal Weapon, just looking at Clayne Crawford, I never bought that he had that same intensity that Mel Gibson brought to that role. But so this is where the story gets a little weird. So apparently Clayne Crawford is a dick. Um, he's been kind of called out multiple times for his abhorrent behavior on set. Um, and he's actually detailed two incidences himself in an apology towards those, um, those call outs for his behavior on set. And in the apology, and this is coming from Hollywood Reporter, uh, the two incidences that pretty much led to his eventual firing um, said that the first one was when he became angry with what he deemed unsafe working conditions on set. After the outburst, the actor said he had met with human resources, apologized for his role in the conflict, and completed studio-appointed therapy while also sharing a sizable portion of his paycheck with one of the parties involved at uh, Warner Brothers' request. And then the second incident occurred during an episode Crawford was directing when another actor on set, on set felt unsafe after being hit by a piece of shrapnel from an effect. So obviously the guy has anger issues. Um, just, rah, just pulls a fucking Christian Bale on Terminator movie sets. Um, and in response to these incidences, the public apology, he said, was, I absolutely love, respect, and care for my crew and cast and would never intentionally jeopardize so many jobs, Crawford wrote. Uh, I am incredibly sorry if my passion for doing good work has ever made anyone uh, feel less than comfortable on our set or feel less than celebrated for their efforts. Furthermore, I apologize to all the crew and cast for any negative attention Lethal Weapon is receiving because of these incidences. So it looks like it was fucking too little too late because the show let him go uh, or like just last week. So, but I mean, you kind of get into the psyche of someone like this. I mean, obviously this is a guy who just got cast on a big network TV show. You're in the remake of Lethal Weapon, a very loved property. Um, it's also been stated that the the ratings for the show are doing really well. I mean, it got renewed for a second season and they wanted to do a third one, but apparently his behavior on set was just getting too fucking annoying for people to handle. And that on top of, you know, all these social justice warriors out there, the Me Too movement, the studio probably just thought, you know, this guy is just being a fucking baby, can't handle his goddamn anger issues. And, you know, in this day and age, if any behavior goes too far, it can jeopardize a whole movie studio, i.e. Weinstein. I mean, that is, I mean, that's very much on the other end of the spectrum, but you know what I'm saying. Like, bad behavior on set and film is very touchy these days, and you've got to adjust it accordingly. And, you know, I don't care how passionate you are. I mean, I'm, I've been an actor myself. I've worked on film sets before. I've witnessed big stars acting on movie sets and ju there's just no fucking reason for you to raise your voice get upset at somebody make every make all those people all that crew on set all those people working day and night 16 hour days there's no fucking reason why you have to pull like 
fucking move your weight around and yell at people on set. There's no fucking reason. If you do so, you're just a baby. You're an asshole. And that guy probably deserved to be let go, to be honest. I mean, I feel pretty passionate about, you know, being, uh, having proper etiquette on set and making sure that no one's feeling uncomfortable. And this guy obviously just went off the handle one too many times. Now, the, the recasting is what a lot of people are what's garnering a lot of attention apart from the random firing of a co-lead in a major network show. Um, John William Scott, who we haven't really seen too much in the in the entertainment eye. I mean, he was in those hockey movies that uh, that came out. I can't think. Goon? Yeah, Goon. So he starred in those. Goon 1, Goon 2. Other than that, I really haven't seen him do too much work. I mean, I don't watch a lot of network television. I'm more of a Netflix guy, HBO guy. Um, but Fox, NBC, I don't watch a lot of those shows, so I'm not really sure if he's been on anything else in that time. Um, but there's something about this casting that I really like. Sean William Scott is a weird, kooky personality, and envisioning him as that role in Lethal Weapon is fucking awesome. I'm actually really considering watching this when he comes on. I mean, I don't know what that's like for the <laughs> the fans of the show, to, if they were really into it, to have your lead character, your co-lead character, suddenly just change to a completely different person. Um, who knows if, he'll tr- if Sean William Scott will try to tailor his performance similar to Crawford, but um, we'll just have to wait and see. So this is what the uh, the president of Fox Broadcasting had to say about Sean taking on the role. Sean is a fantastic addition to this already amazing cast. Lethal Weapon is packed with action, drama, and pure fun, and we can't wait to see Damon and Sean together on screen. Matt Miller is incredible. His incredible team and everyone at Warner Brothers has been tremendous partners, and we're thrilled to bring this show back for another season. So, I mean, nothing more, much more to say than that. Damon, who, who he's referring to, is Damon Wayne's brother of Marlon Wayans. Um, he plays the other the other uh, role in Lethal Weapon. I'm just, I'm, I want to say Riggs and Murtaugh. I mean, that's who they are. But <laughs> at this moment, I can't even remember who Riggs, who is Riggs and who is Murtaugh. I'm pretty sure Riggs is Mel Gibson and Murtaugh is Danny Glover. So, yeah. Um, but Sean William Scott as Riggs, I think is a very good casting choice. Firing Crawford, I think, was very much in the right. Fuck that dude. Anyone who yells at people on set makes them feel embarrassed because you can't handle your fucking emotions is stupid. Um, We'll see where his career goes after this. I mean, man, when your first big outing is landing this huge network show and then your second biggest piece of news is that you got fired for being an asshole, especially in Hollywood, no one is touching people who have any kind of stink that is related to to treating people like shit. So all the best to you, Crawford. Hope you somehow turn this into a win for yourself. Uh, I'm actually pretty excited to watch the show now that Sean William Scott is on there. So look out for Lethal Weapon Season 3. And this last story for the entertainment movie news wrap-up uh, comes from The Verge. If you're not aware of The Verge, uh, The Verge is a website, blog, Facebook page that deals mainly in tech news, tech news, and tech content. And they're amazing. I mean, if you're into social media, if you're into apps, uh, 
really awesome tech devices. These guys do reviews constantly, give updates on really relevant news pieces going on in the world that we live in 2018. I mean, I mean, yeah, I work in social media. I work in social media marketing. So it's kind of my job to stay on top of these things, which is why I love The Verge so much. But I just feel like this day and age, if you're living in 2018, you should, I mean, it'll just be beneficial to your life, I think, if you are somewhat on top of the current tech news in this day and age because it changes so often and uh, can really benefit your life in a lot of ways. That's just my opinion. But so this piece of content comes from The Verge and it's probably the most useful video of 2018 um, because it has to do with blocking spam calls on your phone. So I'm not going to replay the video uh, in audio, but I will just give a summation of the video. You can find it on YouTube. You can go find them on Facebook. It's called The Verge. Uh, I think the video on YouTube is just called How to Block Spam Calls. They have their own YouTube account as well, so go check them out. But basically the video in detail describes how... You, well, which apps to download to block spam calls um, and gives a lot of really fucking sick, not sick, but really interesting uh, infographics on how spam calls work, how people kind of decide who gets these spam calls and all that jazz. Uh, but the video was great. I actually watched it this morning, followed it, downloaded one of the apps that the video recommends. Now, it recommends three to four apps it says two are free and two require a subscription. Um, I'm not sure if it's because we're in Canada and this, this video is obviously from the States, but I tried looking up two out of the four and they didn't show up in my app store. Um, one of them did though, and it's called True Caller. And all you gotta do is you download this app, you put in your phone number, it sends you a couple confirmations, uh, you put in your phone number, it texts you back a verification code, you type that in, you go through the process of allowing your phone, your phone to let TrueCaller access your, you know, your contacts, your text messages, and then once you've gotten all that out of the way, you it will go through your phone, your contacts, and try to suss out if maybe you have someone in your phone that might be a spam number. I don't know why you would keep a spam number, but just in case, it goes through that process, and then it allows you to add any number that you deem a spam call. So myself, I've been getting these ridiculous fucking phone calls from ICBC. It's to do with an outstanding transit fare that was like from 2011, 2012, and they just started calling me about it last year. <laughs> and I was informed from a friend who used to work for them that said, you, you know, if they call you past a few years, uh, there's a number of years that's like the limit. If they call you past that year limit, then your fare is kind of voided. You don't need to pay it. So I was like, okay, uh, not answering this call anymore, but the calls keep coming. And not it's not even, a, when they first called, it would be a person, you know, of automated voice messaging is from ICBC or a person calling. And then they stopped and the same number would pop up and I would answer it. And no one would be on the other line. It'd just be silence. So I'm just thinking that strategically they must have just put it into a machine that just calls you constantly until you just give up and then contact them and see what's going on. Um, so I just used, I just put in uh, that number into this app and now it's going to block it every single time they call. Um, it hasn't 
been tested yet because I'm they haven't called me yet today. I'm sure it'll happen either today or tomorrow. Uh, but this is awesome. This is a sick new app that I think everyone should really get and invest their time in. Um, and it looks like it doesn't just cater to telemarketing callers or robot callers, which the app also identifies. So you don't need to always put in the number to have it blocked. If a robot telemarketer is calling you, it will recognize it and block it for you. Um, but you can also put in numbers, say, from people that you don't like. Like if you have, you know, if you're single out there and you have someone who's been bugging you or calling you or texting you all the time and you're just like, please stop, and they don't, you can put in that number into this app and it'll block them, blocks text as well. You'll never have to fucking deal with them again. So uh, this is kind of like my... Uh, internet video news update, I guess, um, movies, TV, internet, but seriously, guys, this is super helpful information. Go watch this video. You will not regret it and stop those annoying fucking calls from getting into your phone. And that's all folks. Thank you all so much for listening to the rated par podcast. Uh, I'm so excited to be getting this back going guys. The schedule that I have for the week, uh, is going to be awesome. So obviously Monday, it's going to be movie, entertainment, internet news. Tuesdays, we're going to do a how to get started segment where I'm going to briefly talk about in parts how to get started in creative endeavors. You want to be a movie reviewer? Do you want to work in social media marketing? Do you want to be an actor? All these things that I've worked and done, I'm going to sort of relay information on how to get started for you. Wednesdays is going to be our flick chart debates, um, which I'm super excited about. That idea came from inspiration from this awesome website called Flick Chart, where basically it pits amazing movies against each other. You have to pick one of the two, and out of your choices, it creates a top 10 chart for you. Um, but the choices of films that it makes you choose over is so infuriating because they're always such amazing films that it sparks a lot of debate over what film is better than the other. So that is coming on Wednesday. Thursdays, I'm going to set aside for interviews, um, where I interview people in my community in Vancouver, BC, local business owners, artists, entrepreneurs, people who went from zero to 100, and through their journey, you will learn how to get there as well. Uh, and Fridays are for reviews, not just movie reviews. It's kind of going to be based on whatever I feel like on that day, Sometimes there'll be new releases, sometimes there'll be retro reviews, TV show reviews, game reviews, tech app reviews, just reviews. So Monday to Friday, guys, daily content. Weekends are for me. Um, once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really, truly appreciate it. If you want to follow me on any other social media, you can follow me on Instagram at ratedpar underscore. Uh, I have my social media marketing account called Rated Par Media. If you want to see any of the videos that I'm making for my clients. Um, yeah, guys, thank you so much again. And as always, put down that remote and go watch a motherfucking movie.